0: welcome to the church brand guide podcast my name is michael Prasad. today we are jumping into the topic of creating a culture of creativity within your church so how do you develop that culture so that uh you you've got a um just an environment where you're innovative and seeing really great results of people coming to your church because You've got this creative vibe uh, about you. Uh, The great churches today are ones that are not just doing what's always been done, but they're really looking at what's happening uh, around them and then creating an experience that people are eager to engage with um, because it's relevant. It relates to people. So, our guest today is Nick Ajamudi. He's actually with um, a creative agency. Uh, So, it's kind of what they do all day, every day, uh, working with. Uh, churches specifically to create elements that are designed to get more people to come to those churches. And um, he's going to share with us some great uh, concepts on creativity and what it takes to uh, have that culture within your church. So maybe you're out there and you're a creative in the local church and you're trying to uh, maybe get leadership to buy into more of um, uh, innovative ways of communicating, of, of, of just doing things at the church. Uh, this episode is designed to help you out so that you can uh, lead, lead upward, if you will, uh, to, to take the help, to help take the church in a direction that is uh, relevant, a, a direction that is uh, able to relate to the people in your community. Uh, culture is very, uh, it's evolving, it's changing all the time. and Sometimes churches just don't keep up with that. The churches that do are the churches that are able to see um, more people showing up. And really, that's what our, our purpose here at uh, Church Brain Guide with this podcast, uh, we want to serve you as a uh, just a communications director to kind of guide you, be one step ahead and uh, get you prepared for what's coming up and uh, give you tech uh, tactics and techniques and uh, different principles uh, that are used in the branding world uh, where companies use these and uh, other churches use these ideas to, uh, to reach more people and to... Uh, to really make a bigger impact so uh, that's what the purpose of uh, we, we want to see you uh, the way i say it around here a lot and you've probably heard it well on this podcast many many times before but i want to help you see more people come to your church more life change taking place as a result of that and uh, ultimately more people contributing to the vision that god has given you hey, i want to let you know about a great resource uh that i just developed it's a it's a christmas package um, this is something i'm trying that's fairly new, um, where instead of working one-on-one with a client, um, so I I have an agency where I do work with churches one-on-one to develop their branding, also maybe create some packages around a major event for that church. Uh, So what I've done is I created a major uh, package for Christmas. So at the time of this recording, it's early October And I just want to get you ready for Christmas so that you can win as far as uh, just having a great event, a great experience, and promoting it really well. So um, I guess win with promoting your Christmas. The idea is that Christmas is a great time of year to invite new people to come to your church that probably wouldn't come otherwise or any other time of year. So why don't we just make sure we take full advantage, promote it really well, so the package includes everything from screens and uh, printed handouts, uh, banners that are you know big and large and oversized and posters. So it includes everything that you would need to promote your Christmas, including a schedule, basically a guide to let you know when to do things, when, when do you need to print things, when do you need to uh, put things out in the uh, lobby, th- those type of things. Uh, so it's, it's really a guidebook to help you get Christmas right this year. And it's all done for you, and it's all done in Canva. So Canva is a great tool that... Uh, many churches use. It's a graphic design tool that's online based. So I went and created everything in Canva to where you get the files and then you can make edits to it, change it to your time, your location, uh, put your logo in there. But the design's are already intact. Uh, the fonts are already uh, chosen that just look good together. The placement or everything is already put together to where it just looks good um, and it's going to be relatable. So all you have to do is then go in and change the information to your church's information. So instead of spending upwards of five hundred or a thousand dollars, trying to get a, a branded event package put together, you can get this package, and um, hopefully it's a blessing and it helps you. Uh, if you're if you're in that uh, that arena where you're just trying to play catch up, uh, like most churches are, you're just trying to keep ahead um, by a week or two um, when it comes to like promoting and communicating uh, what's happening at your church. So we're going to get into our topic with Nick Ajimudi, and we're going to be talking today about developing that culture of creativity within your church. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Today, we are on with Nick Ajimudi, and we're going to be talking about creativity in the church. I'm super excited. Nick and I met at a conference. Uh, Nick, how's it going?
1: Man, it's going so good. It's fall. People are coming back to church, and we're we've been helping out a lot of churches recently with campaigns and launching and so just been super busy but I can't complain man it's a good season
0: yeah thanks for coming on to the podcast we hit it off really well just at this conference and I was like man I'd love to have Nick on so I really appreciate you being on with us and sharing some knowledge and helping our audience to understand about creativity to church world that's kind of our our uh, lane anyway so once you introduce yourself a little bit what's your background
1: yeah. So originally I'm from Trinidad. I know you're from Guyana. So oh
0: yeah, that's right. The Caribbean vibe.
1: We got Caribbean vibes. You are chicken curry. I'm curry chicken. So <laughs> we say it differently. Um, we'll get you but, straight
0: out sometime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll work on it. But, um, man, I'm a local church guy. I actually started, uh, not even intending to be in ministry, uh, but then ended up just falling in love with the local church, served kind of in the worship team for a while, became a worship pastor uh, at a local church, um, and then eventually moved into kind of a creative director role uh, for a season. And then about a year and a half ago, I joined Yellow Box, so Yellow Box Creative uh is an organization that basically exists to develop creativity in the local church so we basically help fill in creative gaps uh, for churches starting from like visual identity moving into websites graphics videography things like that so there's a lot that we can do but really the core thing is developing helping churches to develop creativity in the local church so if we're doing it right what that means is we're actually working ourselves out of a job
0: So you're a big creative guy. Like you said, you had a hand in a lot of different things. And even now, like it's everything from video to web development. But talk about creativity in in the local church. Like what's the status of that right now?
1: Yeah, honestly, it's been an interesting, you know, 18 months, I think for the church in general, Um, for creatives, I think it's been tough. Everybody's had to pivot in some form or fashion. Um, And I think just options have opened up for a lot of people in terms of just like what, you know, it, the pause, the, the, the great sala if you will, of 2020, um, gave cre- creatives a, an opportunity to stop and say, hey, what are we doing? How are we doing? You know, where am I at? And I'm really kind of take inventory. And then in the midst of all of that, the Zoom culture that we're in um, and remote working culture, a lot of people just either through circumstances or through curiosity, doors have opened. So We've noticed 2021 has been a lot of turnover in churches and amongst creative teams and, um, and really what, what I found. So I'm, I'm a worship pastor as well. I help lead worship um, for, you know, at, at a church and I have over the years. And one thing I've noticed is uh, what keeps people around is your culture. And so if you, your worship culture will keep people, I know I've had musicians sometimes leave because like they've had offers to, to for money to go play at other places, which hurts, but it also makes me kind of ask myself, okay, I either get bitter or better because of that. So how, like, what is it that keeps people around, that keeps people in my culture? And this is why culture is so important in creativity is you want to have a creative culture and and in your church um, that is attractive to people no matter what. And, uh, and really move beyond the transactional, hey, I need you to do 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 this uh, and make this happen because Sunday keeps coming. And kind of move into a man, we are in this, we're in relationship, um, and and really place value on the most important things uh, in in the weight that they that they need to be to help set your culture.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're right. Uh, COVID has really heightened things when it comes to creativity and just being creative as far as, you know, how do we get the messaging out there in a way that's maybe different from before. Um, as far as like the the health of creativity in the local church, like what do you see, if, just from your perspective, like are, are, as as a church, as the big C church, like are we, are we getting better uh, at this?
1: I think we have to, we have to be getting better. I think there's, like I said, there's been a tearing down, but I also feel like a lot of churches are looking at the health of their church, looking at the health of their team, looking at the health of their staff. I'm really big right now on, on what I would call like a matchy matchy life. So the experience, the culture that's felt on a Sunday morning, uh, when people arrive at your church and experience your culture, is, is that the same Vibe? Is that the same feeling that people on your staff, on your teams, as you're preparing for Sunday, are they feeling the same thing? Or are, they, are they different? In other words, can we get our internal externals to match, whether it be staff culture, whether it be our, our internal life? I think one of the big things to me to, to achieving health as a creative is understanding that, yes, we were created to create, we were made to create, um, but it's not not in our doing that we get defined, it's in our being. So we go get our definition and our identity from being and then we go and do. And sometimes we get so busy that the doing outweighs the being and we need to preach this to creatives 24 seven because they do create so much and they're incredible um, as artists. But like going making sure we go back to the well of finding our first love and, and, and just getting filled up um, in identity and detaching honestly from, from everything that we create. Um, so it's really important that even before you even start a project that people are just reminded of, man, I'm here because I'm inspired. Uh, I've been renamed. Uh, I'm a new creation in Christ and now I'm inspired by the Holy spirit and by the grace that was given to me to go create and tell the story of God on the earth.
0: So I'm curious, um, how do you do that? What does that look like for you? Like, as you try to stay creative and stay Uh, fresh, what does that look like?
1: Man, it honestly has, has a lot to do with finding, um, there's a, there's a discipline that I'm learning. I have not mastered it yet, um, but I'm trying to get there. Uh, silence and solitude would be the first thing. Um, just turning everything off and just being still, knowing that He's God on a daily. So I started with just like ten minutes, where I turn, like literally put an alarm on my phone and sit still for ten minutes and um, just rest and nothing, and just allow and see what happens in that time as so I begin to reflect. I'm not reading. I'm not consuming. I'm just literally. A few minutes into that, I'll begin to understand what it is uh, that's weighing me down, what my cares are, what my what my anxieties are, because they'll just start popping into my head. And it honestly becomes a time of prayer for me to help bring those things to the Lord. If we don't take time to do that, then what happens is, is it's those things will buzz around in the back of your head in the midst of all the things you need to create. And so honestly, for me, it's getting that silence and solitude in. It's practicing Sabbath and figuring out what does healthy Sabbath look like, not just being restful or lazy, but being mindful that man, the world can go on without me, um, even if it's just for 24 hours, you know, in and a, and a full week. So things like that.
0: That's good. You know, I, I think about I was trying to uh, think about some of the things I've done even recently, but um, yeah, taking some time, time away uh, has been really good. I think on a daily basis, I try to um, have that quiet time in the mornings. Uh, m- my neighborhood's kind of a Chilled, relaxed neighborhood so even taking a walk sometimes helps helps uh, me sometimes uh you know you kind of get going in the flow of a day uh and there's just one thing after another and um you're trying to you know edit something or put together a design or something but uh, i think just taking a moment to go for a walk or something like that has helped me out personally to to do something along those lines but and like you said too like just getting around other creative uh things has helped me out quite a bit So from time to time, uh, you know, I'm, I'm new here in Florida, so, um, I'm trying to enjoy what, what's here. Uh, so I actually enjoy going to like some of the theme parks and different things that are down here. And then just from a creative standpoint, just being, um, inspired, you know, um, by some of what I see and walk into and just being mindful of some of that and then bringing that back with me.
1: So good. Yeah. I, I think it's okay to be, to give yourself permission, not just to, um, you know, clear your mind and, and, but also get out and get inspired and allow other things to inspire you. I think that's totally great and healthy. I will say too, though, like, uh, we are very, we, we, we make jokes about copy, like copying the the creativity of the world and bringing that into the church, which maybe there's a time and a place for that. Um, But really like we have a direct connection to the most creative force in the planet which is creator god he he spoke the universe into existence by his creativity and so the ultimate inspiration obviously is him i'm jesus juking you now by the way <laughs> um but but my point is is like yeah, both. it's a both and kind of thing right so it's okay to, to get out and, and and get inspired by his creation and by other people's creation um, but it's also great to just man Jesus, what do you have for us today? You know, asking those kind of questions honestly and, and then creating space to just listen and, um, and respond and create out of that place.
0: So how do you lead creatives? I'm just curious, like from your perspective, like there's some pastors that listen to this um, podcast and there, there's some other people that are communications directors and they might have some volunteers that yeah. are under them that are also creative uh, people. Um, do you have any thoughts or tips? I know you've been in this world for a little while. <laughs> Uh, of how do you keep creatives you know, engaged, uh, but also inspired?
1: What I have going for me is that I'm not great at uh, design. I, uh, I work at a creative agency, but I'm not great at design, videography, a lot of these technical, technical things. So I can't even really speak their language a lot of times. And I, I, I view that as a strength because what it allows me to do is connect with them on a personal level, relationally, and build trust. And so that's going to be the core, like how do like talking to somebody who creates about anything, but what they're creating and finding time to, to keep that balance of, of, man, how's your soul? How's your heart? And, and not just staying up at that level, but like working on developing their character, just as much as you want to develop their talent and heart and, um, and gifting um, I think is going to be the most important thing. I think character right now is, is the thing that, like most people need to catch up with their gifting and talents because um, we can get really good at stuff. But, man, if you're if you're on staff at a church, you want your you want their character and their heart. Um, like I take heart over talent every day of the week. And like, again, if I'm leading a worship team, I'll take the guy who messes up a couple times on a Sunday, but has the best heart um, over the professional musician who, who I could pay to come in and play it. Um, just because in what we do, you have to do it with your heart. You have to do it, um, with your heart in it, because that's just, I don't know any other way to do ministry other than with our heart and our sleeve, you know? And, um, and I think that's, that's, you can't do creativity, um, detached from that, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, I think I found too that um, values having some some values that are defined, you know, it helps with that. Yeah. So you know, heart is is um, is is great, and I, I think sometimes we need to define that a little bit of like, hey, what what is like, uh, I don't know, grit. Like you, you know, we do things that are difficult, but we figure out a way to get it done, or you know, yeah. whatever that looks like. But yeah. some some having some values in place, it kind of helps everybody to unify around like hey, this, this is the way we do things around here. And yes. it gives a little bit of, like, a punch list to, um, th- these are the things that, you know, when we say creative, like, this is what we hang our hat on.
1: Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, I, I think, you know, if there's one thing I, I would say that everybody, uh, like, if, if I were going to order maybe um, the weight, the value of how we talk about creativity and how to lead creatives, we put the highest value on people first, Right. So I want I want my team to know how much I love them, how much I value They're on team for a purpose and all of those things. The next thing you want to do is to develop a process and put weight and value on your process. Um, then the third thing, once that creative process is established and everybody's agreed to it, both the people who are approving things and the people who are developing things, once that process is developed, then you're going to want to go into um valuing actual production or, or projects whatever those things are and so if the project doesn't come out right you, you, we, we may need to scrap that it may be that the process something in the process is broken but but what we what we want to what my encouragement is you don't want to throw away the process if the pro, just because the project came out wrong um and you really don't want to throw away the people uh, if your process is broken right so sometimes we'll we'll jump over the thing that we value them and hit, hit the things that we value the most when really maybe there's something in your process that needs to be tweaked or something in just how the project flow worked um that needs to be revisited uh, but a lot of times we'll just skip the process and the projects and go straight to oh it's, we have a people issue right now um, which those those happen. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying that uh, when it comes to dealing with creatives, we evaluate the projects and the process first. Then, if there's a people issue, we get there.
0: Yeah, I love that with creativity and uh, creatives, people that actually design or do video or build websites or whatever creatives. There's so much critique that comes into that. Like, uh, you know, I feel like you, you just have to value the person. Like, be very very intentional. Like, hey, listen. The, you know, let's separate the uh, work from the person that like, you're amazing. We love you. That type of thing. Um, Cause they're just they're, critiques part of the game, right?
1: Oh, hundred <laughs> percent critique is part of the game. Um, but also is relationship is part of the game too. Yes. Just as much. So, you know, truth and love and truth and love equals authority. So you can, but it's like a jalapeno. If I just give you a jalapeno and say, man, just eat this, uh, it's not going to be good going in, probably or coming out. Uh, but if I say, here's a jalapeno, we're going to put some cream cheese in it and wrap that thing in some love and some bacon, and then we're going to grill it, man, it's palatable. I can handle the truth because it was wrapped in love. It was wrapped in bacon. And so that's, that's my, that's my um, jalapeno popper analogy, but that's what you want to do in anything, whether you're leading your creative team, whether you're leading a staff is make sure that you're giving people truth. Um, but then there's sometimes where if we if it's not wrapped in love, it can damage a relationship, and we just got to be aware. Um, there has to be kind of that social awareness of of, of what's going on, and um, and it's not easy, and it's different for everybody. You have to understand personalities and connect with them, but it's a lot easier when you're proactive about connecting with people before, during, and after your process and your projects. So man, develop it at the people level, then move into your process, and it makes your process and your in your production what what they produce so much easier. That's a whole lot smoother when when they know, man, we love you, we're in it together, and um, if this project doesn't work, it's not you're not leaving.
0: <laughs> you yeah, I, and I love to get uh, practical. Just just a couple of quick thoughts on the process piece of it. Like, um, you know, have have a maybe a a package of like, this is what we do for Christmas. And like every, you know, this is our event promotion package. You know, we do these things. We have a screen, we have a banner, we have, you know, these social media posts. We have a postcard mailer that we do internally. Like just have maybe a, a stack of like, this is what we do. And then from that, you can maybe add or take out something. But going into it, like, you just know, like, months ahead of time, this is what we're going to need. And then you can work in advance, too. You can set up your Photoshop, you know, document to have dimensions already ready to go, those type of things. Any other tips that you can think of that's very practical, like, hey, man, process, this is what this could look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody, uh, every church is different. So every church operates differently. But I think no matter what church you're in, there, there has to be a process, like, show me the process. Whatever it is, so like if it's a series design, man, how many weeks? And this is something that both sides have to agree to, like the pastors requesting it, the youth pastors who are requesting it, and then the creative team who is developing it. But like, you know, maybe it's two weeks. We need a two-week uh, lead in order to deliver these packet, th- this particular thing. Or hey, Christmas is coming. What's our print? What things are we printing? What's our lead time that we need for that? When do the design times need to be done? As long as everybody's aware of the timelines and, um, and then also just the iterative process of design, right? So um, I know sometimes like with us, we'll do two concepts for if we're to get into series, for example, we'll do two concepts for a series. And then based on that, we'll get feedback. There'll be a couple minor tweaks and I think we, we say like, I'm getting super practical by the way, but like we'll do three revisions to the direction that you pick of those three. So we're gonna pick one, okay, great. So we've picked a direction. Now we're gonna give you three revisions if there's that much that's needed. And, um, and so that's, you know, that's loosely a process but at least it's defined and at least both sides know what it is going in. And then it's, it, it helps to manage expectations. The clearer you are about your process, the clearer you'll be able to manage expectations and un- because unmet expectations lead to frustration and um and i just know that there can be that on both sides but if if we know what the rules are like creativity is simply problem solving it's all we do is solve problems That's the, and and because if i if i gave you a, a blank canvas i'm giving you another analogy if i give you a blank canvas and i said paint something you'd be like what do i paint But if I gave you a blank canvas and I said, I want you to paint a picture of a park of a guy playing frisbee with his dog. There's a tree on the side with birds in the sky and the sun and a couple clouds. All of a sudden, I've given you some parameters with which to work, and you and I could draw the same thing, but it would look completely different. But we'd both be a lot closer because you gave me those parameters. That's what a creative process does. That's what a healthy creative process does: is it gives people that bullseye, that thing to aim at and hit. Um, And and within those parameters, creativity can flourish.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. And for if you're listening and you're like a creative person that you're serving the pastor, I think a lot of times you can. Provide the process into the mix because you know they're they're thinking in a different way. So if you're thinking through, well, I need these things and I need this amount of time, um, I would encourage you just to to think about how do you present that. You know, from from the bottom up to say, hey, let's let's start talking about Christmas. It's October. Like, can we start talking about New Year's and uh, maybe uh, maybe Easter just a little bit. <Yeah>.
1: Yeah, once you hit Christmas, it's like you don't stop until. Uh, <laughs> man, it's it's the se- you're in season basically. Uh, so any
0: uh, any final thoughts that you have uh, just to, to leave us with?
1: Man, I, listen, I um I, I just want to say we believe man we believe in the local church and um, I I still believe now that the best days of the church are ahead of us and not behind us, and um and I just think that everybody all around, whether you're a leader, whether you're a creative, um, we got to stay filled up and connected to the identity that Jesus has given us and continue to be deeply formed uh, by him uh, in the midst of divisiveness, in the, in the midst of all the issues that are in the world. Um, I still believe, uh, yeah, man, our best days are in front of us. There's still more people uh, that need to hear about the love of god experience and encounter that and i believe that god is going to continue to raise up people and generations that are going to see his goodness speak of his goodness tell of his goodness and help tell that story visually through music through art through all the creative avenues that we have and um because that's what he does he you know upon the upon this rock he builds a church and Um, And I just, I'm passionate about it. I'm here for it. And, um, and I just want to encourage people just to keep going, no matter where they're at, keep going. Don't quit. Um, The call that the calling of God on your life is never revoked. Um, It just stays with you forever. Titles can come and go, but who he's called you to be from the very beginning that never changes.
0: That's good. So good. Yeah, and I love that, because I, I think this idea of creating a, a creative culture in a church starts with that mentality of, you know, God is the creator, and we are, you know, he's He's using us to be creative in in, uh, in our communities through through the church, so um, I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us and for hanging out, and by the way, just to make it, you know, it's it's my show, so I just want to make sure that I'm, we're clear about this, that uh, it is chicken curry. Um <laughs> Before we close it out. <laughs>
1: I, want to, I want to eat some of that chicken curry. Let's make it. Up.
0: <laughs> we should, man. We need to hook up, do this thing. Right.
1: Let me come down to Florida.
0: Let's do it. You're in uh Dallas. Is that right? Or I'm Tulsa,
1: Tulsa. Oklahoma. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah. yeah Tulsa. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's just wrap it up. How can people get hold of you if they want to connect with you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys are interested in yellow box specifically, go to our website, YellowBox.co. Um, you can send us an email, um, you can send me an email, nick at yellowbox.co um, or even hello at yellowbox.co. And, um, and we, we'd love to chat, uh, If you know, whether it's consulting strategy, any questions you may have about any of the content we talked about today. Um, yeah.
0: Awesome. Hey, Nick, thanks again for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming on.
1: Thank you, Michael. Take care.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. I hope this really helped you uh, as you're looking to get that culture created where you're seeing innovations take place. Um, it's, it's doable. You can do it. You might have to uh, keep at it for a while to take place. I, I remember working with um, a, a client where they were trying to shift the culture from what it was, which was kind of stale and um, had just been in decline for quite some time. And it probably took them a year to get some good traction with um, just creating an innovative and creative culture within the church. And, and now today, uh, about three years later, they are one of the most innovative churches within their denomination that they're a part of. Um, but it just took a little while. It actually started with putting a, uh, a TV, taking down the bulletin board in the lobby, and then putting up a TV, uh, like a big, large TV, to, so they can have slides that flip through. So again, this church that I'm talking about was just... Um, at a point where they were doing things very, very old school, like bulletin board in the lobby, old school, and uh, they wanted to innovate. And uh, one, one TV is what it took to kind of kickstart that process where people started to buy in. They kind of at first balked at the idea of like, hey, where would our bulletin board go? Um, and then they accepted the TV of like, hey, this, this could work. Um, so it was an older congregation. They wanted to get younger, but without kind of ruffling too many, too many feathers within the congregation. So uh, I know there's probably several of you out there that know exactly what I'm talking about, where you have an older congregation, you're trying to guide them towards being a little bit more, uh, innovative. And this is maybe uh, just, just the episode to help you kickstart some of that within your church culture. Um, it takes a while to change culture. It takes a persistence and, um, you just have to keep keep going at it by the way that church they started with the tv eventually they moved into the auditorium and took some plants off the stage you know used to be in church world you would have a lot of plants uh you know the the fake plants on the stage um and then they got to some bigger things where they just began to make changes they eventually got rid of pews and went to chairs within the auditorium um and made other changes throughout the facility and the the service experience changed as well that the way that they Uh, produced the service um, began to change where they had video announcements and um, did an online stream, live stream. And uh, when COVID hit, they were actually well prepared for it. They saw an increase in giving um, even throughout the the pandemic where they were shut down. So they made the changes uh, in in the right amount of time where, you know, during the pandemic, they actually did uh, just fine. So anyway, just be persistent, create that culture of creativity. Hopefully this, this, um, this, inspires you, uh, and gives you some ideas of how to do that today. Thanks for joining us. If you, uh, find this episode helpful, the podcast in general helpful, please subscribe, uh, leave a comment that helps it to rank higher. So I really appreciate that. If you would uh, take a moment to do that. Um, and, uh, check out church brand, church brand for the Christmas resource we talked about earlier. If, if you're interested in that, uh, plus any other resources, the, uh, uh, we we've got blog posts and uh, podcast podcast episodes on there posted as well. Hey, thanks for joining me again. My name is Michael with Church Brain Guide, and I'll see you next time.